What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. I'm your host, Josh, here with my co-host. KG in the house. And today we're going to share with you the 103210 method, which is essentially an easy formula to help you have deeper and more restful sleeps. So more often than not, a lot of my clients are saying, hey, I'm having trouble sleeping. What are your, some of your top tips? And I usually end up saying, well, I got a great podcast on them. It's somewhere in there. I forget the number. So it turns out I dug back myself. I looked for this podcast and found out it doesn't exist. We've talked about sleep many times over, um, you know, indirectly with Mailbox Monday questions, but we haven't really laid out the formulas and the structure we use to have the best deep um, and restful sleep we can. So without further ado, where did the 103210 method come from? Yeah, so this came from a uh, fitness coach. Now, I guess he's a business coach uh, called Craig Ballantyne. Um, He has a tremendous book that I've read about two times now. It's called The Perfect Day Formula. And, you know, he's fantastic, uh, like all of his, his advice. But this is just a really cool method to kind of break it down. Like we always like give a bunch of tips, but having these actual like numerics in front of it and just like a full on formula is really cool. And I think a lot of you can just remember it every single time when you think about going to sleep and what you need to do to have the perfect night's sleep. And one more thing I want to say is a lot of times people are so focused on like within weight loss or just like becoming healthier, happier and fitter on like the direct workout or like cardio. At the end of the day, cardio could sometimes last like 30 to 60 minutes per day or even less. Sleep is something that is literally so important. It's a big difference between getting four hours and eight hours. So I do believe if you do want to become fitter, healthier, happier, lose weight, gain muscle, whatever it is, you really have to dial in your sleep properly. That's exactly it. And a lot of people overlook it and go, eh, do I need sleep for muscle gain? Like I operate fine on three hours, four hours, five hours. And we've talked about this before, but you need to understand sleep is what will give your body the time it needs to recover, reset, you know, conserve energy and repair everything to get you structured for the next day. And you can actually produce a growth hormone during your sleep. It can reoptimize hormones. It has so many important factors. And it's one of the key fundamentals of, you know, developing yourself in both fitness, you know, being healthier and happier. This is something that will affect all three things. And even Kyle's talked a lot lot um well he hasn't talked a lot rather but he's reading a book that talks about cornerstone habits and i believe sleep is one of these habits and for those of you that don't know what a cornerstone Uh, keystone keystone, Keystone, sorry are small habits or changes that produce um that people introduce to their routines that unintentionally carry over to other aspects of their lives so for instance by being sleep deprived you know you're going to wake up you're going to hit that snooze button you're going to end up you know, missing, being late for something, not able to eat breakfast, right? So you're going to go, you're going to be late to work. It's going to be worse. You're going to be stressed. So you're going to want to eat a bigger lunch. You're going to end up eating bad food you don't want. You're going to feel sick, nasty. You're going to skip the gym. And you can see how that replicates forward. Whereas you have a great sleep, you know, you get to bed on time, you wake up before your alarm, you feel refreshed, you feel incredible. You're up, you have time to invest in yourself, do some reading, meditation, you know, work before getting to the day, exercise, and you show up to work early. Like you can just see how this will really it's it's an advantage over everyone else like you know if there was a way to cheat in life it's getting a great restful sleep and having a sleep schedule so you know without too much you know buttering it up we're just going to get right into the formula here so what does the 10 stand for in the 10 3 2 1 0 method so 10 is 10 hours before bed no more caffeine now um we've always done this i know you've like really dialed it in for the last while like josh is a mathematician with this like he he sometimes figures out the exact hour to the point where like he needs to stop <laughs> having caffeine to not affect his sleep and i think that's pretty cool but um i just think a lot of times especially if people like work like a full day nine to five and then they have like a, a six or seven p.m workout planned and then you know sometimes they have pre-workout or they still have a coffee and they say oh you know i can still go to sleep right away but even if you can go to sleep right away 
way, it will without a doubt affect the quality of sleep. So for example, if you get a full eight hours, but a lot of it's just not quality or not a deep sleep, you will wake up feeling more restless and crappier without understanding why. So yeah, usually I cut it off 10 hours before and uh, just do the math and, and stick to this and you'll feel a lot better for sure. Yeah. And because what is caffeine? Caffeine is a stimulant, right? And I'm personally lucky because I'm very you know sensitive to it. If I were to have it at 6 p.m., I would not be sleeping. I'd be wired and wide awake. And caffeine is a fantastic tool to actually use it, you know, to that ability of having that stimulation and being fired up, right? Um, but the best thing you can do is 10 hours. You know, I've played with it. I've tried to do six hours, seven hours, eight hours. 10 hours is definitely the winner. Um, it makes such a difference. And, you know, even by reducing your overall caffeine content, you'll actually find that you have deeper, more restful sleeps. I remember I was watching um, a podcast and he was saying, you know, how we use all these stimulants and, you know, all this extra dopamine in life to keep us alert and fired up on all four sim, um, cylinders. But, you know, if you go ahead and you try and cut caffeine out of your diet completely, you end up sleeping like a baby. Like it's crazy. Um, and a lot of people say, well, I'm not that sensitive. I can have it before bed. Um, but caffeine actually will affect that deep level or the actual amount, like Kyle said. And one study actually found that consuming caffeine six hours before bedtime reduced total sleep time on average by one hour. Right. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, man. And once again, an hour is a huge edge and you want every edge you can. I'm not saying don't have caffeine, don't enjoy it. Just be smart about when you partake in it. Yeah, I love it, man. I think uh, I think a lot of people just need to take this into consideration. And, you know, it, it's a huge tip. And once uh, again, these tips aren't sexy. You know, if no. you want to have a deeper sleep, I'm not just going to say, hey, eat some carrots 30 minutes before bed and you'll sleep like a baby. Like, I wish it was that simple. I really do. But you're going to need to have these fundamental pillars. And over time, you'll have deeper, more restful and meaningful sleeps. And it's such a difference waking up refreshed and ready to go versus not. So, you know, just going ahead and doing these things really makes a huge difference. Yeah. And like one side little tangent here is um, I was someone who only would have five to six hours before. I've mentioned it a few times. Um, but similar to the keystone habit, like what Josh was saying, I remember like when I would show up, my workouts were effective, uh, affected, my mood was affected. So I'd be like a, a much, I guess you could say ruder person to like people around or like maybe I'd have to just like, you know, I used to ask him if he was ripped. Yeah, he'd ask me if I was ripped in the before. morning because he, yeah. we'd be doing, doing something basic and he would just be like, huh? Or he'd do something really weird. And I'd be like, uh oh, you, you blazed up again, didn't yeah. you? Right. He didn't ever, but it was just like a funny kind of joke we had, but it's true. He, he really wasn't getting enough sleep. He was waking up early. He was hustling, but he wasn't letting his body reset. Yeah. And it's like one of those things that like, it just literally transforms like, um, widespread change, like basically is what they say in the power of habit throughout every area. So it starts with one thing, Josh is effective, affected, then my family's affected, then my clients are affected. And then like just everyone around you is just not getting the Kyle that should be there. Like that's there right now. So yeah, I made some changes. I'm pretty pumped about it. And now I'm a much different person sleeping seven and a half to eight hours a day. And without further ado, the number three in the formula is no more food or alcohol three hours before bed. This one is huge. Um, you know, Josh will jump into this. He has a lot of details here, but three hours before bed, no food and alcohol. Yeah, and once again, you you could do food. Um, it's not like it's going to kill you, and it's not like it's going to make you fat. You know, the carbs before bedtime is a myth, right? Obviously, it is the best time to partake in carbs. You know, post workout, your body can utilize them better. Um, but at the end of the day, you're not especially just going to gain weight on your hips or something having carbs later in the night. More so, the reasoning for no food is you know sugars can also stimulate the brain and cause that effect and make it harder to. Sleep 
sleep. Um, and that's actually one of the main issues with alcohol before bed too, is a lot of them can be very dense and high in sugar. So that can be an underlying problem. Uh, but the reason you want to kind of cut it off is, you know, you're putting your body in a good natural state, ready to go. And digestion is a very hard course on the body. So by doing it too close to bed, it can make it harder for you to fall asleep. And just because something puts you to sleep doesn't mean you'll have a restful sleep. You know, when you eat a big meal and you want to KO and you're ready to go, like that's all in great. But you know, we're actually talking about having a good deep sleep, you know, not just surface level, but to really have an important restful sleep. So if you're someone who always eats a big meal for bed, and some people, you know, you don't have the option, but you really just have to do what you can. If you work nights or something weird like that, power to you. But most of us have the ability to kind of cut it off. Um, and another thing that I really recommend is doing about half a glass of water before bed. And the reason this is so good is, you know, you're hydrating your body, you're getting yourself ready to go, and you're having it late enough that you shouldn't have to wake up to pee. So with no food and alcohol three hours, I'd also recommend water, you know, maybe about two hours or so. So I'll kind of add that in myself because, you know, I'm, I used to have that problem where I'd wake up pee once or twice. And you, if you think about it, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot yeah. Instead, the best sleeps are when you go to close your eyes, you wake up and you're, you're done. Like there's like a solid eight hours. Right. But that's not going to happen if you have to get up, go to the bathroom, turn on the light, you know, kind of get at that, you know, even one cool, I've researched a lot into sleep. One cool tip is if you do have to get up and turn on the light, try only uh, keeping one eye open because you won't acclimate both eyes, you know, to the bright light because the bright light can make you want to stay up and it can have receptors in your body to try to have you, you know, be awake and ready to go. So there's a little bonus, but yeah, limiting uh, food and alcohol, giving your body some time to flush everything out will make such a difference. Man, this is getting scientific here, buddy. There we go. Yeah. I've, I've done a lot of research because, you know, for me, I just feel like sleep is such a good edge and it's yeah. something I've always really tried to you know, maximize. And, you know, the more you can do, it just goes such a long way. And we're going to share some bonus tips too, because I, I firmly believe everyone is able and should be able to have, you know, a better sleep. Yeah. And like one of the biggest things is even just being able to plan like the whole food situation. Like if you know exactly what your day is going to be like, for me personally, I, I, I plan and I know, Hey, if I'm going to bed at 1030, like I'll have my dinner. Obviously not every day I'm able to do that, but I'll, I'll make sure to potentially try to get my calories in and kind of load them a little bit more. So that way, when I get home at nine or nine 30 from a day of training that I don't have to eat and maybe I can just have a small little snack or a little bit of water. And for me personally, I've always kept like a little glass of water beside bed so I can just kind of like sip on it just to, you know, quench my thirst without like having to wake up in the middle of the night. And I haven't had to go to the washroom in like probably years just from doing that. And you know, similar to what Josh was saying, like if you're sleeping deeply and then you have to go and it like, it can mess you up. And then even for me personally, if I wake up at four and then I can't get back to sleep for the next couple hours, which definitely happens if your brain starts going crazy, then there's a full night's sleep almost gone. And you know, you've only got a couple hours and then you're a grumpy guy the next day. So yeah. Exactly. Next up, we have the two in the formula, which is no more work. And once again, this is something you can always do, but it will help. I think it's really important to, you know, try and do work when you can. And by pushing it off and waiting to do it the last minute, you can stress yourself out, you know, and to meet a deadline, you can end up staying longer than you would like to, right? And you can put precedent there. Whereas if you really aim to do deep work and get it done on time, you know, if you can get that going two hours before bed and you can check out for the day and say, I did all the work I had to do today. It was great. I'm proud of myself. Now it's time again to rest mode and recovery mode to get ready for the next day to be able to do the same level high tier of work the next day. So I think that's a great way to kind of change the framework on it, right? Because you still want to be able to work hard and do all the work you have to do. But by actually planning to do it in advance and, you know, really adhering to guidelines and not just leaving it to the last minute, you're going to allow your brain not to be stressed out and overly focused when it's time to kind of deload and come down yeah. um, from bed. 
Yeah, if you're like just like finishing up projects and sending everything out and then you go to lay in bed, like it's a high chance you're just the, the entire time that's all your brain's going to be thinking about. And I just find it's nice to relax with whatever works best for you um, before bed and, and, and just, you know, chill out and usually you have a pretty good sleep. But yeah, um, number one, so one hour before bed, this one's the tough one I know for everyone listening, no more screen time. So I mean, yeah, like we all know that screens definitely affect your quality of sleep once again even if you can fall asleep but you are looking at that screen directly the quality is going to be significantly lower you know so many studies have been done from this you know i i struggle with uh, following this rule i'm trying to get better but um i know josh has some tips i know you've been kind of reading a little bit before bed that's one thing you you've been doing lately yeah the best thing you can do is you know kind of creating a habit you know whether you listen to some gentle music start reading i even just download headspace they have these little stories where you do stories and breathing practices and it's just calming and it's all about just you know bringing the mind down and chilling I'll, I'll listen to those and stretch or i'll read and either one has really really helped me just transition and fall asleep better yeah and i believe um Craig Ballantyne said when I, I read his book a few years ago, once again, The Perfect Day Formula, he was saying that for reading, one of his suggestions is not to read like a like really intense like business type book. Like that's what I usually prefer to do. But if you are doing that and you're like literally about to fall asleep, when you start to like get a bunch of ideas and like, you know, try to come up with some things, like it could affect like you falling asleep and getting quality sleep just because like your brain's going to be going crazy. Whereas if it's more of something that's relaxing, that just like doesn't require as much thinking, like you can kind of fall asleep and get a, a much deeper sleep there. So yeah, just a random small tip that I think a lot of people can, uh, can utilize as well. Yeah, I still read um, like business books or, yeah. you know, self-development books because I find it gets me thinking about something good. And, you know, what's interesting, too, I think, you know, a lot of time what we go to bed processing or thinking about is what we'll kind of wake up with, too. So, That's true. you know, one genius said pretty much any problem. I forget who it was, but I was reading and he said any problem he had, he would just kind of think on it and then he'd go to bed and he'd have the answer in the morning. Right. Because your brain is kind of replaying the day, copying and storing all your information. So. To me, instead of feel, filling my mind with like, uh, you know, Netflix before bed or nonsense or something, by actually trying to read and thinking of a topic, I thought it was valuable. But I think like in the sense of if I was really focused, like studying or something, it wouldn't be as good. But at the same time, too, I found when I'd study right before bed, I would almost, you know, to the work point, but I found my brain would process it really well. So it is an interesting paradox and you have to take these tools and these times and really play with them for you. You know, maybe you need to have a coffee at a certain point, you know, you're meeting a client or something and it has to be eight hours instead of the 10, like, okay, like play with it, right? You know, yeah. these, these are great guidelines to start with and then, you know, keep playing to where you get the best sleep, what's the most impactful for you and really just try to, to make that work. But yeah, I actually would like to read eventually, uh, I guess a fiction book. Yeah, I mean, uh, I keep trying to bring myself to do it. But I just I'm can't like, find uh, one. I'd actually. Like, I know. It's hard like, to I just used to have love trust. them, but see, and everyone's different. Like we always say that, like whatever works best for you. Like I do think I would be personally fine with like um, reading one like right before bed. And I do believe, like I 100% agree with Josh. It's just the recommendation that you know a few people said was to to go the route of the uh, the fiction. So I. Uh, I believe personally for me, I don't like doing that because to me, it's a waste of time. And I would just rather read like a, the power of habit or, you know, the, these other ones that are going to help me out. But once again, everyone's different. Try what works best for you. Try what relaxes you and what, uh, what you think can, uh, can, can bring you the most value. But Hey, if you have any good, uh, fiction suggestions, you know, I'd be totally down. I think the only one I've read is 1984. 
um, since probably reading like a hundred books and that book's a little more intense, but I don't know. It's just, it's hard. I, I always get people to recommend them and I'm like, Oh, it sounds interesting, but I don't know because you know, it's just, it's a bigger commitment I think than like a movie or something because yeah. a movie you're more passive, but reading it's like, Hey, if I'm going to read this book, I want to know it's good, but yeah. I'd be open to it. I just, I've really struggled to find one and I could see that being a really nice thing for bed. I've been trying to read more and more. So could be a, a good little challenge for me. I just like getting something out of the book. I'm like, if I'm going to yeah. read it, I want to learn something. Not like for me, Netflix is, Hey, I'm going to chill. I'm going to watch something. I'm going to laugh, but I don't know. It's, it's tough, right? And now next for zero, we have number of times you hit the snooze. And this is one of the absolute best ones. Um, you know, not hitting the snooze is just one of the most powerful things, right? You're saying I'm taking advantage of my day. Once again, we recommend the five second rule for this. So um, in the five second rule, it's basically, you know, you have up to five to count. So you can go one, two, three, four, five, and then boom, you're just going to jump out of bed and you're going to hit it, right? And another great way to limit yourself from hitting snooze is put your alarm or phone on the other side of the room because it'll force you to get out of bed to jump out of it. You know, you want to make it hard for yourself. Be honest with yourself, you know, like put it somewhere where you will have to get up. And then when you're up, you're up, you know, it's a little easier. Whereas if you're already in bed, you can just quickly hit it and fall back asleep. But you just want to make this a non-negotiable, you know, that's something I've done. And another easy way to do it is actually, you know, have something for you to do in the morning, maybe get to the gym or have a list of things you want to get done. You know, maybe you want to exercise, maybe you want to meditate, maybe you want to cook, maybe you want to prep, whatever it may be, you know, having a reason to get up is so much more powerful and you'll find you'll hit the snooze less if you have that and then you know kind of to add on to our bonus tips you know one thing we really want to talk about was scheduling so having a consistent wake-up time is one of the best things you can do for a sleep schedule pretty much all sleep experts agree and that is the one thing I found over and over so instead of you know waking up at 10 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday and waking up at 5.30 during the week, it's better to find that consistent time and, you know, just be honest with yourself. And they've even found research saying, you know, let's say you wake up at 5.30 every day, then on the weekend you're out later, it's almost better for you to wake up at 5.30 than to work up at that 10 a.m., which is interesting because, you know, once again, your body works in terms of schedules. We are pretty resilient and we can do with a little less sleep, um, but it is very important to, uh, you know, kind of do it uh, and wake up when you can. And by having that consistent schedule, same with the bedtime, you know, trying to make it best you can. Once again, we can't always be dead perfect, um, but you'll find when you're getting enough sleep too, most of the time you will wake up just before your alarm, which is a pretty good feeling. Yeah. And like, you've just got to create that habit. Once again, like we, we keep saying, you know, it, it, it's not every day that you're going to be perfect, but when your body is just so used to like, you know, 10 o'clock, you jump into bed and then 1030 you're sleeping and then you wake up at this exact time, like I don't even have to set an alarm anymore and my body literally wakes me up at 6:30, and it's a pretty good feeling but you're just going to feel so much energized at that time um, I know I'm pretty fortunate right now because I'm not waking up as early as I used to just because of training purposes but regardless like it's just it's one of those things that I believe like makes such such a big change is just like creating that habit if right now you're all over the place your body's not even going to know what to do it's not going to know like you know it sounds a little bit hippie here but like it's just gonna be so confused like one day you're in bed at 10 then two then then it's just you know i just highly recommend every day keeping it the same to the best of your ability it's so powerful it's so powerful it's such an easy thing to overlook but it's the best thing i've ever done 100 percent. i used to overlook it i used to say oh you know what I'm a morning person, so I'm always up around six and I used to say, oh, you know what? And and this is where like, it's, it's one of those compound effects. So I used to keep my phone by my bed. So I spend more time. I stay up later in the middle of the night, wake up, whatever, uh, need to go to the washroom. Okay. Let me check my phone quickly. Oh, someone sends a text. Oh, your brain starts going crazy. Starts thinking about what the person said, starts thinking about responding. Boom, right there. Your entire 
uh, entire night is messed up and it's just it's, it's a compound effect of these little things even just keeping your phone beside your bed and I've messed up with that in the past but I've, I've made some changes and I, I feel a hundred times better exactly then the next little bonus we have is exercise you know as simple as this one sounds like you got to give yourself a reason to be tired right at the end of the day if you've you know only been on your computer the entire day you've driven you come home you watch tv you know that's not what we were made to do we were made to move a little you know whether it's going on a little walk you know doing a workout doing anything like that and a great bonus you know um with our 60 day challenge and we still have a few spots available so we really recommend you go ahead and jump into that uh you know if you're listening to this in the future um you can definitely contact us you know for training but right now we're running a 60 day challenge uh, where we're only looking to work with 50 people who are motivated and we are now at 95 percent capacity so we're very limited with spots left but you know if you're looking to get at that you can go to classfitness.com challenge and one of our components of the challenge is actually to exercise 30 minutes every day so regardless of a rest day or not we want you actually exercise and that doesn't mean you got to be pumping iron, you know, seven days a week. Um, but, you know, just doing something, getting out for a walk, you know, even just, you know, running outside or going for a jog or hiking or biking or, you know, parking farther away or going on a walk at lunch, you know, give yourself a reason to get tired, make your body work. You just feel so much better, you know, when you do that. And when you're not exercise and you're not challenged, it makes it harder and harder for you to actually, you know, get to bed. Yeah. And I'd like to add on as a little like 0.5 to that, you know, on top of the exercise, just accomplish some things you know even if you're not doing a full-time like uh, job right now there's so many things you can do to just like it's just there's nothing better there's laying in bed knowing hey I worked today I, I exercised I, I did yard work I um, you know learned for two hours I read a book like you just you're gonna have a much deeper sleep when you just are, are, are you know and I don't know if this is a scientific thing but for me personally like as opposed to doing six hours of Netflix or whatever like um I just when I when I check some things off during the day when I send my 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 rhythm rather register to Josh at the end of the day showing hey I did this 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 I mean I feel a hundred times better I'm gonna sleep better I'm gonna feel more productive and you know you feel if you feel more tired at the end of the day too right like instead of just sitting there you're gonna feel like hey I worked and yeah just get a, accomplish some things that's exactly it. and I, I think that is scientific um you know to actually feel productive and accomplish will help you go to bed you know you've had a day so busy they haven't had a chance to do anything. You're like, yeah. oh, I cannot wait to check out. Those are the best sleeps, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Like, so that's what you want. You know, having purpose, having challenge, overcoming those challenges, saying you've done well and finished the day is huge. And I'm just gonna add one last bonus, and that's sun exposure. Jeez. So actually, getting vitamin D. You know, having exposure to sun when you're awake can cue to your body. It's time to be awake. It's time to be active. It can have you energized, and it's ultra important. You know, a day at the beach, you go home and you're absolutely wiped, even though you were just laying around yeah. chilling. It's crazy, right? Like sun will really take it out of you. So it's a good tool to have during the day. So you know, just get outside, get some sunlight for at least ten minutes. You know, like I said, walking. It could just be you know just sitting out and having your lunch or doing what you can. And I know this is harder in winter. So, you know, if you're somewhere where you have a very minimal amount of sunlight, you know, try supplementing with vitamin D. It's made such a difference with my energy personally. That's something I'd recommend. And then same goes for bed. You know, when you're getting ready for an hour before bed, you know, try reading with only maybe one little light on or start turning off the lights in the house. You know, start to bring down the temperature in the house too. When you're colder, you can sleep better. So actually limiting the sunlight you have. And if you can get blackout blinds or, you know, re reduce the amount of light in your room, if you sleep with your light on, you know, just train yourself to sleep with it off. And once again, 
these are all things that will be uncomfortable at first, but will make such a difference down the road. So once again, this is kind of our 101 guide uh, for sleeping, and we really wanted to put this out so we can refer to it in the future. So if you are listening to this in the future, thank you for looking at our podcast. And if this is your first time listening to your, this podcast, you know, subscribe, check out the other episodes. We've got tons of tips to help you be fitter, fitter healthier, and happier. Um, but if you just want to talk about the challenge real quick, uh, today's April 29th, 2020. Uh, let them know what's going on. Yeah, so basically we've got a 60-day challenge. We are 95% capacity. So if you are listening to this, uh, you know, within the this before the start date of May 4th, it's your lucky day. Uh, you do have the ability to click the first link in our um, podcast description or head over to our Instagram, Colossus Fit, and click the link tree. You'll, you'll be able to find that. Or go to colossusfitness.com uh, forward slash challenge. Basically, this is an amazing 60-day challenge. We have so many people on board that we're like really hyped. But overall, if you're looking to become better, if you're looking to just overall have accountability, it's one of the things we realize a lot of people are signing up for is just having like a couple guys who have, you know, some things figured out. At least I hope that we do, uh, you know, have some things figured out. But um, just be there for you every step of the way. Create cool challenges. Hold you accountable. Um, create just an overall guideline that will, without a doubt, help you succeed. Like if you follow our 60-day challenge, if you're in the group, if you're in the WhatsApp group, if you do our uh, the email that we send you there's literally no way you will ever fail and we just want to really create a lot of habits that will help you guys long term succeed like we don't want to give you a challenge that you do for 60 days and then you forget about it and then don't see results we want you to succeed for the rest of your life on your fitness journey become healthier fitter and happier in the process so you know you're going to be missing out if you don't jump on this we have a couple spots available so if you're listening please 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 take us up on it you will not regret it Peace. Yeah. Have restful dreams, everyone. Yeah. (laughs)